G'day everyone and welcome to another episode of Double Jump Radio, the official podcast of DoubleJump.co. I'm your host, Abir, and this week I'm joined by Max. Max, how are you going, buddy? I'm going well. Um, I, finished univer- I finished my degree last week and I've got a few assignments uh, this week and next week and then some exams, but then I've got to figure out what to do with the rest of my life. Oh, fair enough. Or if everything goes to plan, you'll be graduating maybe in December, in, in summer? Uh, if everything goes to plan, that, that, that'll be the plan. And might even have a physical graduation <laughs> if things go particularly well wow. in Victoria. And then I'm, uh, I'm off to do an honours project at um, a research, research institute down the road uh, look, nice. looking at uh, allergic asthma and, well, why we have it. Mm, mm. That's awesome, man. That's important research because... Hey, a heck of a lot of kids and adults have it. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I had it when I was a child, and it was very unpleasant. And it, I mean, I'll wow. give you—I'll give you a little mm. tasty tidbit. So, uh, allergic asthma is characterized by um, the mu- the immune system being overactive, and we don't actually quite yeah. know why. So, if I'm lucky, I might get to discover something new, which is a uh, very exciting. That's awesome, man. That's because yeah, I, I never realized there was allergic asthma as well as just regular asthma. Yeah, yeah, there, there. Well, the, the the differences are like very boring, and I won't get into it here. But yeah, it's a complex disease. Oh, okay. So I guess maybe that's why some people quote unquote grow out of asthma when they become older. Oh sure, and there's like thunder. <laughs> okay, I know I'm getting into it now, but there's a kind of asthma called thunderstorm asthma, which I think is just pretty cool. Well, is that when like following a storm, like all the wind yeah. and, and moisture kind of causes wreaks havoc? Yeah, yeah, on, it happened in Melbourne some time ago, and people <laughs> collapsed in the street. Yeah. Yeah, important stuff. Yeah, because it's like all that pollen and everything in the air, For right? Sure. How have you been going? Oh, Jesus, I've been I've been all right. Uh, no bursts of uh, allergic asthma for me, Not but lucky. Uh, we've uh, we've just reopened our doors on Wednesday, so it's been a very hectic few days coping with all this, all the public returning back to the shop. Oh, sure. So yeah, that that's been a lot of fun. You know, <laughs> it's the first day. Seeing so many people in the shop was really, really like weird because <laughs> we we haven't had that, like customers in our store for months now. Mm. So seeing all these people, it, it, was, it was and and open doors was a very surreal experience. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I saw one of my friends today for Dungeons and Dragons, and I have not seen them in at least a year. And that was kind of weird. I kept I kept looking at them because it's like, oh my god, I forgot what you looked like. <laughs> Oh, so that that would have been a, like an in-person meeting. Yeah, yeah. After ha- after a long time. Yeah, yeah. Thanks to old mate Dan. <laughs> hey, you know what we what had to do, what had to be done, had to be done for sure. And it's, you know what, hopefully we don't have to go through it again. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. Our mates, our mates overseas are doing their second lockdown now. I think around now. Oh, yeah yeah. People across Europe, pretty tough, and and our hearts go out to people who've you know lost family members to to corona and and also the the typhoons and hurricanes for sure we're, we're all in this we're all in this together <sighs> yeah going across asia and, and there were some earthquakes i think in in europe as well so crazy crazy times and you know what uh thoughts go out to all of you guys Hopefully absolutely you guys can recover and you know we we keep moving forward yeah but before we get on to the news for this uh this episode how about we talk about the trio of stories that we had go up on the site mm. The first one was Tom talking about Destiny 2's 
current seasonal content, so the season of arrivals, mm. he found it to be a quote-unquote much better season of content than season of the worthy, which was uh, uh, the one that uh, preceded it. So I, I definitely agree there. It seems like it was a lot more fun. There was a lot more to do and a lot of neat changes mm. there. Um, then we had Ryan make his double jump debut, and he shared his view of multiplayer party games like Fall Guys mm. and Among Us as kind of like the, the logical evolution or spiritual successes, if you will, of, of couch co-op games, you know, like uh, Smash Brothers and, and things like that when we were growing up. Oh, yeah. So that, that that's another interesting read. Definitely uh, give that a read, everyone at home. And finally, we had our weekly, uh, sorry, our monthly multiplayer feature. And this time, in the spirit of Halloween, we talked about the scariest things that gaming has thrown at us, whether mm. it be enemies, levels, scenarios, or... There are some nice choices there uh, that uh, I, I wouldn't recommend reading with the lights off. I'll put it that way. Yeah, there, there was a suspiciously <laughs> large amount all from Legends of Zelda games. Aren't those, aren't those like kids' games? They're meant to be, but trust me, if, if you were a kid playing some of those games and seeing the imagery in that, man. Like, I'm sure there were lots of kids who were, like, freaking scared of, um, uh, what is it, the, uh, like, the... This mask kid, right? Is it mask kid? I've never played. Oh. I don't know the name of that character, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, and also the Redeads from Ocarina of Time. That definitely spooked the crap out of me when I was a kid. Oh my god. Um, yeah, those like going into like future and seeing how everything was like fucked up in Legend of Zelda and all those zombies everywhere. What? This is not a kid's not game. Not like that at all. <laughs> what the Hell no. <laughs> Um, yeah, and you, you, I mean, you covered, uh, the Divider as the enemy from Dead Space. Like, that was your, that was your Oh, pick. yeah, yeah, no. What, what, what was it about that enemy? So, oh, it's because, so, the development of Dead Space and its enemies is, it's got a, I've got the art book on my shelf, and there's a, there's a few interesting, weird things that they did in their development. Firstly, they, they looked at, um, a lot of f- photography of, like, rotting, um, flesh and like car crash victims to get inspiration on how to make the enemies oh, because the enemies are like you know zombies and stuff um yeah and this particular enemy it, the the sounds that it makes are mixed from uh wild animals and also like people's speech um played backwards so it's a really unearthly oh. sound but when you first meet this guy oh. you, you hear him like howling you, you can hear its footsteps you don't know where it is you don't know where it's coming from but you can hear it softly patting towards you and then you hear it break into a run, and it's like running out, running up to you behind you. And when you finally kill it, its body splits apart, like its arms and legs turn into little creatures that jump around and try and rip your head off. And when you're, I was like twelve playing this, or, or fifteen or something. Jesus Christ! So I didn't have a and, good time. And yeah, and, and I know that like that game had a really good reputation for its atmosphere. So I, I'm not at all surprised that that game was. And that continues to be a very scary experience. Oh, absolutely. In fact, some of the scariest parts are when there's nothing happening and all you can hear is like the metal creaking and your and Isaac breathing in his spacesuit and like blood dripping in some or like like ambient yeah. sounds. Yeah, and that was one of those games at that time in during the three sixty and PS three era where games did away with a lot of HUDs and had everything in world. Oh yeah. So like oh your, yeah, your yeah. Ammo cunt counter and everything is on the um on, it's on back. your gun and stuff, right? And on the on the yeah, back. I love that about the game. How um, like your health and your power ups on the the thing on the spine. I think it's called a rig or something. I thought that was so cool. Hmm. Good stuff. Yeah. That you know what that that's good. Good horror sci-fi is is one that kind of makes you like 
like you know make you feel like not just scared but you know dread like that feeling of dread i think that's what good horror does funny you should mention that because um this is totally off topic the other day i watched doctor sleep which is the sequel to the shining which were to kubrick's yeah. shining and yeah. I, I watched Doctor Sleep and I was like, oh, this movie's okay. And then I spoke to my friends who were total cinephiles and they were like, whoa, that movie is terrible. So I watched the original again and the difference between yeah. them in, like, one of them is horror and in, like, it's grotesque and it's ugly, like, because it's about these, like, cannibal demons or something ridiculous. But the first yeah. one is scary because it's just so dreadful, like, from the soundtrack and the themes and the acting is... There's no jump scares or anything. It's, it's what's not shown. Yeah, it's it's what's yeah exactly. It's, it's what's implied. Yeah, and that that's yeah, and especially the kind of like you you see that whole scenario and you feel it, it's a huge space like that mansion, that hotel that they're mm. in in the original movie, but it feels so claustrophobic in a way. Exactly. I think that's yeah. I, I started watching like my wife and I started watching Doctor Sleep, and I think like within half an hour we were just like yeah, no, just. Yeah, it it is, and towards the end of the movie, it's just like an action movie. Like they just fight each other with psychic powers. It's not. That's just. You know, no. That's not what. Uh, that's not what. Uh, so some sort of like fan fiction. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. But apparently Stephen like King liked anime. it, so who knows? <laughs> well, that's true. That's maybe that's what he intended. <laughs> hey, maybe all along, Stephen King's anime remake. <laughs> that's basically what that is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well. Speaking of anime remakes, you're not going to find any of those in our news, so let's move on to that for this week, Max. Oh, for sure. <laughs> our first story that I'm going to be discussing is CD Projekt Red has delayed Cyberpunk 2077. We, I think everyone's heard this news. Um, but the, mm-hmm. the, the notable part of that is that the staff found out the same time as everybody else through Twitter... When the when the when the social media handle put up the um, yeah. announcement, yeah, um, and it did uh, did and yeah, it was like CD Projekt Red basically released like a like a statement through Twitter. Like, did they did did it did the company give a bit of explanation about why it was delayed? Um, so the there was there's a lot of explanation in a very lengthy document um, that was part of a call to investors um, either last week or it might have been the week before. Um, that's all over the internet. You can read the full thing. But um, basically, it's being um, held back because of issues optimizing it for the uh, current generation of consoles. Um, and the, and the course, well, basically, they're trying to release it on nine platforms at the moment. Um, Crazy. So Crazy. <laughs> I know. Last gen of consoles with all their variations. The next gen, PC, Stadia, and um, I, think it's, I think it's all of them. And you can understand why that might be a bit of an issue. But apparently, it's yeah. currently uh, Xbox One and PlayStation Four that are holding us back. Uh, I part of me just thinks, why didn't CD Projekt Red just say the current generation versions will come out this year, and then Feb or March before the end of the financial year for them, they say that's when it's going to come out on the new consoles. Like, I know people would be bummed out, but. This is what it was delayed from. Uh, what was it? Um, it was uh, towards. It was uh, November, basically, right? It, w- it was coming out later this month. It was like it was meant to come out in March this year, which was just never going to yep. happen with COVID. And then it got delayed yep. either to November or it was delayed towards the middle of the year. And then it, 
I can't remember. It's been delayed a few times. I think I think it was from March to July, and then July to November. Yes. Oh, sorry, to September, and then September to November nineteen, and now uh, December ten. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, man. Like, what do you think about the fact that these developers are going to be going through you know another potentially three weeks of crunch? Well, I, I've been. I've been I've been avoiding conversations about this sort of thing just because I don't know anything about game development or what the industry's like or what they work yeah. or even what their working conditions are like. The only source I've that I've seen for their working conditions are two deleted accounts on a Reddit AMA that Jason Schreier did some time back. And I've got no reason to believe that the the people who wrote about the conditions aren't employees. Um, yeah. And the, the, you know, the way they talked about it made it seem like they probably were. I, I definitely believe they were. But you know, yeah. I. I I can't say I know what it's like. It's probably really rough, but also... Yeah. I mean, Unfortunately, I, it's like standard. <laughs> yeah, I, it probably would be. And it is kind of the nature of deadlines that that sort of thing happens. And I, 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 again, I don't know anything about game development, but I imagine that um, they're just trying to put... The, 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 they, they know that the majority of the sales come from the first few weeks or first month or two of when the game releases um, and they state mm. they stated as such in their call to investors they listed a quite a deal of figures so they're definitely not um, delaying like because they want to they're probably doing only doing so because they know that they have to get this release absolutely as perfect as yeah. possible if they're going to because yep. the game has already been has already gone gold so it's ready to like it's oh it's yeah content complete uh, so yeah. to speak but it's these last minute bugs and compatibility absolutely issues. and pe- people have already like specific testers around the world have already played through and completed the entire game and given feedback to the development team so there's it's yeah. um i mean i mean they, they could be lying about that that'd be really be really bizarre if they were <laughs> and i've got no reason to believe they are but so but yeah. as and may- maybe I'm being naive, but I've got every reason to believe that the game is totally ready, but they're trying to get the release as perfect as possible. And if yeah. it, is, that, and is that at the expense of developers? It kind of looks that way. I wouldn't speculate yeah. too much, and I can yeah. only hope that they're going to get paid very well for their, for their work. And I, I hope so. And I keep seeing conflicting details about, well, they're actually not working that long because the Polish labor laws are such and such, and then people are saying, well, they're probably just breaking those laws. And it's like, okay, I'm just not going to get involved in that conversation at all. Yeah. Not going to speculate. to... Like, that's the thing, like, even when people like Jason Schreier do investigations and stuff, it's, everything's kind of anonymous and, you know, on off the record and, or, like, background information, so it's, like, there's, it's very hard to pass through it, but, oh, for I sure. mean, we both have worked in jobs where probably some rules were not 100% followed, Yeah. so I guess it's, it's reasonable to assume that some sort of skirting of the rules is happening somewhere along the line, but the severity to which that's happening it's it's hard to tell yeah and i think it's impo- especially when deadlines always i think no matter what industry you're in <laughs> deadlines always yeah have more time more more work done in those last few like you know yeah weeks or whatever i i, I, d- I did most of my assignment today before it was due <laughs> i'm not, not going to say that that's exactly the same situation as <laughs> a thousand people crunching on a game but yeah <laughs> it's it's similar similar idea. Yeah, I mean, I I can only speculate as to how these decisions are made, but I imagine they've only got so much money for so big a budget, and they can, and they can only fit yeah. so much work into that time period. And obviously, the, yeah. obviously, there's COVID, and people are working from home. And clearly, maybe there's something where 
if we get these all these versions out on day and date, we're gonna be there ready for the like the the launch kind of window for the consoles where everyone's hungry for content. We have a big chance to even get people who weren't necessarily gonna buy the game anyway. Mm. So I wonder if there's like decisions like that that are being made as well. Mm. We can only wonder. Although yeah. um, I did, I did, I did a bit of digging, and CD Projekt Red gave an interview to Game Informer um, a few days ago, and in, in, back in October, um, about the delay and about you know ninety percent of the development team not knowing that there was going to be a delay, and um, mm. the reason for that actually it turns out is because they had to comply with Polish law with respect to inside trading, because they've got because mm. they have over a thousand employees, and if their employees got early notice of um, sensitive information like you know a big video game being delayed, well that, that that creates the opportunity for you know exploitation of that with respect to things such as inside trading, inside trading, and as such um, by law they actually can't tell their employees um, like give them early notice, um, at least according mm. to the information um, they gave in this interview because they're a publicly listed company on the Warsaw um, Stock Exchange. Um, yeah, which I yeah. don't know. I don't know any of that sort of stuff. Yeah, and and CD Projekt Red's joint CEO Adam Kaczynski. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce Kaczynski? those names. <laughs> Kaczynski, I think it's Kaczynski. Maybe, maybe. Um, and basically speaking at the recent investor meeting and and explaining that a large part of the team. This is a quote: "A large part of the team is not crunching at all since they've finished their work. It's mostly about Q and A and engineers, programmers, but it's not that heavy. So it it looks like it's." Like going gold and everything means like all the content's kind of done. Mm. And it's now up to the testing teams and uh, the engineers <laughs> to make sure the bugs are. It's funny you squashed. should mention that quote. Um, Jason Schreier tweeted the other day a picture, a screen cap of an email that um, Old May Adam sent out afterwards, apologizing. Um, allegedly. <laughs> ad- oh yeah, allegedly. You know. But uh, apologizing for saying the crunch is not that bad. So <laughs> maybe it maybe yeah. it is that bad. But I I, I feel inclined to believe him that um, a large part of the team. Um, you know, have finished their work because well, if yeah. the game is finished, that kind of makes sense. I, I can only speculate. Like, what about like are they are they going to get a break before they have to go start working on DLC? I don't know. You know what I mean, like, what we don't know what this what the schedule is like over there. Yeah, I think um, we're very sparse on details, but I think it's definitely so. There's a lot of discussions been sparked that are not very productive ones. It's kind of just you know slinging shit and trying to get something to stick. But oh, I just think, look at yeah, <laughs> look at the Twitter Twitter responses. Yeah, Twitter's <laughs> terrible, but I I think there's definitely a productive constru- conversation to come from this about working conditions um, in video game development. It's a ve- it's a, it's a relatively new industry, and laws mm. are always trying to catch up to younger industries, and I think it's definitely a, a conversation that will probably be had w- internally and maybe you know um, in the wider Thing and the, yeah, and, no. you know the wider public about uh, what's acceptable working hours. You know, do we need to change the regulations yeah. as to what is the maximum allowed? Does overtime need to change? Yeah, and I don't know. Maybe project management needs to become a bigger focus for game game producers. I think that's maybe that there's some learning to do there as well. Yeah, I think COVID is going to be a great teacher for us all in many areas. <laughs> of course. And you know, a company that's actually been learning from its mistakes is AMD because just this past week, AMD took the wraps off its hotly anticipated 
big Navi series of graphics cards which are poised to take on Nvidia and potentially at a at a cheaper price point once you know local oh, yes. pricing gets announced. So AMD is going to be kicking uh, kicked off the week with the announcement that it's RX six thousand series, which is based on the RDNA two architecture that's going to, that's being used to power the PS five and Xbox Series S and X. And looking at the benchmarks that AMD's released so far, it looks like at least a couple of the cards are going to have at least parity, if not moving ahead with the equivalent nvidia cards so the three cards that amd announced were the rx 6800 the rx 6800 xt and the rx 6900 xt all of which will have 16 gigs of uh, gddr6 memory which is up from i think the 8 and 12 uh, gigs that uh, the 3070 and the 3080 have but uh, much less than the 24 gigs that the you know the ridiculously priced RTX 3090 has, but <laughs> yeah. looking at benchmarks there, um, especially at the 6800 XT and the 6900 XT, looks like those cards beat out the equivalent cards, the RTX 3080 and 3090, mm. in games like Call of Duty: Modern Warfare and Forza Horizon 4 and Gears of and Gears 5. Admittedly, Her- Her- Forza Horizon 4 and Gears 5 were xbox first games which all run amd hardware so maybe those development studios had thought about that you know have optimized very well for amd systems and maybe amd is just kind of flaunting that with the benchmarks the the screenshots it's released so that's i don't know like looking at kind of the the series that got announced like you know what nvidia's cards you know they're some of them can be good value, but some of the higher-end ones can be very expensive. Oh, for sure. Like, are you excited about having com- competitive cards now, but potentially at a cheaper price point? Oh, absolutely. Like, the 2080 Ti is the most ridiculously priced graphics card that NVIDIA has probably ever released that I can think of. There's just, like, there's just, like, from a, like from a let's say, an FPS to dollars sort of ratio, yeah. there's just no planet that the RTX 2080 Ti was ever worth the money like the, the <laughs> and now and now the 3080 which is like about half the price is faster twice as fast as that card <laughs> i know it's it's fantastic and it's and it's great that we've got a competitive gpu market and i think i haven't heard anything from intel recently but the last i read that they were working on something and this is this is this is definitely good for us consumers yeah so so intel i think just briefly talked about the new xe or z whatever graphics architecture so intel seems to be working on some dedicated add-in cards but it's also got new processes coming that'll have Mm. the kind of the xe architecture built into it sort of like what amd does with the radeon not radeon sorry with the um ryzen chips on mobile and Mm. including radeon graphics in there so it's kind of like how both how the the ps4 and xbox one have got like an what's called an APU, which is like a a pro like a central processor mm. and a graphics processor combined into one chip. So it looks like that technology, like AMD, has been ahead of heaps compared to Intel. But it looks like yeah. with the new Intel hardware, that could become like a competitive ground for Intel as well. Those kind of integrated chips. Yeah, no, but, that's, that's that's exciting because that, hopefully yeah. that's just going to put some prices down and be good for us consumers. Competition's good. Although it's a you know, the, the last um, big graphics card that 
um, AMD put out, I remember hearing a lot about driver issues and people just getting cards that just did not work. Yeah, yeah, AMD's had that. Like, AMD doesn't update its drivers as often as NVIDIA does. And granted, NVIDIA spends a lot of money, like, having engineers working directly with developers to make sure games are optimized. Yeah, like, yeah. every time there's a new, like, game, even betas, like the Call of Duty beta, oh, here's a here's a graphics here's a graphics driver update mm. ready to go to ensure compatibility like what <laughs> like amd has nothing like that <laughs> yeah. yeah amd's too busy making the chips for every single console out there <laughs> yeah well we can cross our fingers yeah and hopefully not too long now so the R- the rx 6800 and the rx 6800 xt are scheduled to be released on november 18 and the rx 6900 xt is ske- scheduled to be released on december 8 we haven't received any australian pricing as of this writing but surely amd will release some pricing um closer to the dates because you know it's only a couple of weeks away now <laughs> so december that's, that's 8 december it, 8 just in time for cyberpunk Yep. If you're waiting for a time Un- to upgrade, it's delayed again. now. <laughs> until it's delayed again. And then next thing you know, it's 2077 and then <laughs> Stop. the game's No, I don't up. like those memes. <laughs> uh, it's, too, it's too easy. It's just too easy. I know. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, uh, unrelated, but uh, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2 is... <laughs> if that, g- that game's not coming out this year. Half the development team is gone. That game's had, yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, all the all the like the people in charge of like lead design and narrative, like they're gone. Who's left? Just the gameplay people and the artists. <laughs> I mean, I could, um, I, I like the yeah they lost their senior narrative designer and the one of the design leads, and a and a creative director as well. I think. What? So. <laughs> oh god. I'm, I'm pretty sure. And funnily enough, there is a um a Vampire the Masquerade Battle Royale game that's scheduled for next year. Completely unrelated to the Bloodlines series, but that'll, that's that's funny. Yeah, it's being published by <laughs> just, um, uh, Paradox as well, so they're, they're yep. trying to make some cash out of the newly acquired Maybe. IP. Yeah, well, like, why not? <laughs> no, I don't want to talk about it. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so, yeah, listen to, I think, last week or the week before, listen to that episode if you guys want to know what happened recently about... Uh, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2. Yeah, so, I mean, things are a little bit better in Nintendo's side of things, thankfully. What was uh, what did Nintendo show off last week? Um, well, showed off quite a few games in another um, direct mini uh, partner showcase um, in a, last month. Of note, there was Hyrule Warriors, a Age of Calamity, I believe it's called, uh, Bravely mm-hmm. Default 2 and No More Heroes 3, which actually comes with uh, the first and second games. And um, I, I, so I, I understand that Hyrule Warriors is a, you know, a Zelda-themed Dynasty Warriors, uh, but yeah, I actually think it... I, I, know, I don't play those kinds of games normally, but it looks pretty cool, and I, 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 might, just, I might just pick it up. Definitely. It, it, looks, it looks like if you just wanted to turn off all the puzzle elements of Zelda and <laughs> yeah. just, you know, fight an infinite horde of enemies, like, that's just what it is. It looks and sounds like Breath of the Wild. Like, it's really eerie how well the developers have captured the kind of the style, the aesthetic of, of Breath of the Wild. 
Mm, for sure. Yeah, well, and what about uh, Bravely Default? Well, I don't, I don't have too much to say about Bravely Default. It kind of just seems like standard RP, JRPG fare to me. But I did I did see that um, one, of, one of the characters like debuffs the enemies with like paint. Like They're like a painter. And I, I, it's actually very unique. I've not seen a fantasy character trope like that before. That's cool. Like Especially in fantasy works where... Yeah, every, I, I every other really guy is paint. like knight, sword, <laughs> sword, shield, yeah. magic. But no, this person's a painter. Nice. <laughs> and there's an artiste. <laughs> um, as for No More Heroes, it's not a game that I play, but one that I've heard of and seen. It's kind of like the... It's, it's, a, it's a hack and slash, um, sort of like you fight a bunch of bosses and you it's it's a it's a it's a focus on comedy it doesn't take itself very seriously you yeah. like you play as like yeah. this really nerdy otaku character who like finds this beam katana and they get inducted in some assassin's guild or something yeah this is pretty much yeah like when like the original game is like he buys this lightsaber looking thing on on the internet it comes home turns out that it's some sort of magic sword and you <laughs> If I remember correctly, the way to um, charge up the sword is to make masturbation gestures with the Wiimote. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, okay. that's how you power up. Well, uh, and he had he had his the character's name was Travis Touchdown, which is a fucking awesome name. <laughs> Far out. Well, you, you can play that. Oh. You can, you'll be able to play that on the Switch soon. So yeah, <laughs> great. Exactly. I wonder if they'll and keep that feature with the Joy Cons. <laughs> they have to. Come on. Introduce a new generation of children to masturbation. Yes, those are words that you should say <laughs> on a podcast. <coughs> yep, definitely. I might have to put the explicit tab on. Might be, tag on ma- this ma- one. Maybe, maybe. I saw there's a lawn mowing video game, so you know, I'm, I'm, I might be sold on that. <laughs> you know what? If you can't do it for real and during COVID, how about you do it on screen? <laughs> definitely, it's one of the. It's one of the. the it's one of those Japanese home. games. And this is no. This is by no means a dig at the Japanese. I, I can't tell what it's about, but it's looks ridiculous, and I can't imagine playing it and not having fun, yeah. or at least laughing it, it, at the just ridiculousness of it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's one of the, it, it was one of those games that if an American studio made it, it would have been like a bit like on the nose. But because it came from Japan, people just kind of had this like, oh, it's Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. All those those kooky Japanese. That's just how they saw it. I don't know. That's now. I think that kind of sense of humor is permeated throughout a lot of pop culture now. So maybe it's a bit more like palatable. Who knows? Oh, for sure. Actually, um, I mean, um, I uh, I can't speak for how popular the Yakuza series is in the West, but I've definitely noticed more interest in that series, um, which is like it. You know, it's a definitely. It's a it's it's a it's a very long JRPG series, which is mostly yeah. sort of it's sort of fan service to Japanese culture especially from yeah. that of the 80s and 90s but I definitely I've noticed more yeah. interested in my own circles towards that kind of game and it's it's ridiculous yeah it's so much and fun I think it's and the thing is also like the like Yakuza 0 and Yakuza uh, um, 6 especially and and Kawami like those games coming out on the PS4 I think being at a very highly high level of standard and being very like Western friendly in terms of controls, I think that was kind of the the turning point for the series since like you know back in the day when I think it had like crazy Hollywood voice actors and stuff when the first game <laughs> got localized. Yeah. So yeah, it's 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 a it's a I think it's the right 
right time for Japanese games to make a comeback in that way because I think people are just more and more people are kind of like tuned into to Japanese culture and 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 things like that. So definitely. Oh yeah. Yeah, and and the games are good as well. Oh, that's the other Yakuza thing. Yakuza is a, such an incredibly fun game, and it's actually it's so funny. It's such a rot. Uh, <laughs> I, I I laugh out loud half time I'm playing it. Uh, I want to go back to the eighties. I want to play Zero. It's so good. Apparently, you, you there's some play really it. funny characters in it. <laughs> okay, it's. I, I just I, I spend so much time playing the mini games because the the main one of the main characters Kiryu, um, he's because he's so serious. And he's always frowning. So like when he's like when you go to the disco and do the dance mini game, it just it just makes me laugh. <laughs> all the, all like the music videos you play when you do karaoke. Oh my god! Do they actually like make fake music videos in the game? Yeah, and one of them he's in like a oh one god. of them he's in like a boy band with his best friend uh, Nishki, and like this other oh guy. Oh my god! <laughs> it's so it's so funny. <laughs> oh my god! Oh uh, well, you know what? That that was a sounds like it was a fun Nintendo uh, showcase. So definitely uh, give that a watch. Yeah, I, I remember the when chance. the Switch came out, everyone was like, "Oh, it's got no games." That's yeah. Now Dude, there's so many. Yeah, man. who's laughing now? <laughs> Yeah, especially like pretty much Nintendo saw that games that came out on the Wii U and never sold, and they all got magically came to the Switch and are selling. Yeah, definitely. Final story this week is a a, a couple of couple of uh, awesome uh, tidbits. Number one is Bug Snacks, which is the uh, the Viva Pinata like game <laughs> that uh, Sony showed off huh. when it first showcased the PS Five. It, it it only showed off a little bit, but that kind of like enraptured, like the 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 like the whole world. It seems like uh, who are people who are like PlayStation fans and Sony's uh, inked a deal with uh, with the developer to make sure that Bug Snacks is actually going to be free for PlayStation Plus subscribers nice. on PlayStation Five on launch day. It's it's. That's I think that's the perfect gift. <laughs> Fantastic. You know you, uh, but like you've 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 finished playing Astro's Playroom, which is like the pack-in game of the PS5, and you want to play something a bit more fun and zany. Bugsnax seems to be the next, the next uh, kind of step up from that. <laughs> did you ever did you ever watch that um, TV show that was on Aus- T- Australian television? Probably when I don't know how much older you are than me, but when I watched it when I was a kid, so maybe when you were a teen. And it was like, I, I can't remember what they said at the beginning of the TV show, but there'd be like some person singing and then I'd get all this food and they'd chop it up and like make it into like an anim- Yeah, yeah, what the hell? Do, do, hey, do, that do, TV do, show. Do, 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 <laughs> That's what Bug Snacks reminds me of. Oh my God, you're the only person who actually remembers that. What Apparently no one else remembers that. Soup, it, it was, it was, it's pronounced, it's spelt super opera, but when the lady sings at the beginning, it's just supra and it's like stop motion... Yeah, yeah, like, that one. Uh, vegetables dancing around and stuff. It was freaky. Like it's it's just freaky. It's like all these vegetables on like a black stark background with this weird music playing and it's Oh, I just found it online. Very strange. Yeah, soup opera. Nineteen ninety one, two seasons. I remember they'd oh they, they'd wheel out the T V at that. school at <laughs> on the Oh uh, the, wow. They <laughs> they play that. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but that's what Bug Snacks oh reminds you of. Oh my god, that that that's whoever's reviewing that on the team. We've got to put that in there. They've got to make a reference to that somewhere. As a relic from the past. <laughs> uh, and um, yeah, and the other other story 
uh, Destruction All-Stars, which is kind of like that Destruction Derby slash Roller Derby Battle Royale type game, uh, which is actually being made by the, I think, uh, is it Lucid Games? People who made Geometry Wars 3. That game has now been delayed to February, mm. which is a, not a bad thing like in terms of the quality of the game, but it also means that the PS5 is going to have one less exclusive at launch. But the game itself will now be included as part of PS Plus when it eventually releases. So that's like, mm. it's it's bad it got delayed, but it's kind of good that the game is going to be free for PS Plus subscribers because I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people looking for <laughs> games to play come February. Mm. And speaking of free games, it looks like the, the PlayStation Plus collection, which is basically Sony's attempt to bolster the, the PS5 with uh, a, a fair few third-party and first-party PS4 titles that are going to be free to download for PS Plus subscribers on PS5 during the launch period. So we already knew things like uh, The Last of Us Remastered, uh, The Last Guardian, Ratchet & Clank were already going to be included. Um, But now it looks like Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy and and, uh, like Final Fantasy XV, Monster Hunter World is going to be added to that as well. So if you're a PS5... Uh, pre-order holder and a PS Plus subscriber, you're going to be able to play a whole bunch of games at launch and potentially not even have to buy a single disc, which is uh, pretty crazy if you think about it. That is really good. What's the Xbox got? <coughs> uh, well, the Xbox has got basically Game Pass. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, which has got like 100 plus games that are ready to play on Series X and Series S. But also... Uh, Almost every game, like the vast majority of games from the Xbox One generation, Xbox 360 generation, and the original Xbox generation will work on the system out of the Mm. box, which is crazy. (laughs) I don't know how they did that. But I wish that both Sony and Microsoft had more actual exclusive games at launch, because that's... That's part of me. Is that's what you look for. You look for those games that you can only play on the new system. Yeah. Plus, just that's the, sorely lacking. Just the idea of exclusives helps drive competition and like innovation yeah. in in the games. Because yeah, people, you know they're trying to sell the systems. It's got to be the the best it can, or it's yeah. got to be a brand new idea. Yeah, because like I don't know, man. I, I want to see some more new ideas. Like we got, like. The, the only like real new games that launched during the past generation were things like The Division uh, what is it um, Snooze Fest uh, what's it uh, what's that game New Horizon Zero was it Horizon Zero Dawn what's that game Zero Dawn Horizon no I'm thinking it's Horizon sorry Horizon Zero Dawn that was like the start of like, that was like a, an original game um, from in this past generation yeah, but kind of most of the games have actually been like follow ups to previous there's also Bloodborne uh, stuff. My favorite game of Bloodborne. all time. Bloodborne. Bloodborne is Bloodborne is a really great one as well. So that's the thing. There's, I, I want to see more of that. Yeah. Kind of like those new ideas, like Xbox brand needs new a heavy hitter. stories and stuff. Xbox was yeah. Xbox was the console you bought to play Halo and Gears of your friends and um, yeah, wh- and wh- multiplayer shooters and and Forza and yeah. stuff. When's Halo Infinite dropping again? Uh, I think it's delayed to next year. I forget when, but it is next yeah, that's, year. That is unfort- uh, yeah, that is unfortunate. Yeah, that is unfortunate. It's not coming and, and, out and, with the console. And, and Halo Infinite's creative director just resigned. <laughs> God. Oh, dear me. <laughs> Everyone's losing everything. Yeah. yeah, it's not a good time uh, to be making video games. Yeah, I'd, I'm always worried when someone that high up leaves a, leaves a project because 
it takes time like if they leave in such a hurry who knows if they've actually put things in place to make sure that their replacement yeah. follows the vision exactly. otherwise you're just going to have a lot of people redoing the work that's already been done yeah <laughs> and you know wasting even more resources and time and potentially bringing out a worse game yeah and and yeah just just to add to that an- another another piece of good news i guess is that apex legends is coming to steam finally and it's going to happen alongside season seven which is uh subtitled ascension it's going to have a new arena called you uh olympus which is meant to be like a it's got like zany gravity zones and things like that and mm. a new legend named horizon who uh i don't know how to put it this way has let's see she's got like she's kind of like uh it's not moira but it, i don't know it's that doctor it's like that's uh gravity wielding guy from uh from overwatch uh, but basically um, in in apex legends i forget i forgot I forget his, his name, name too <laughs> oh what's his <laughs> Ah, uh, gravity guy Overwatch. I know exactly Overwatch who you're talking gravity. about. Um, gravity controlling man. Is it Mobius Sigma. Or something? His name's Sigma. Sigma. Okay. Yes, Sigma. The guy with no f- the guy with no shoes on. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Uh, do people play Overwatch anymore? I have no idea. I've but got anyway, no clue. <laughs> yeah, it looks like the gravity defying abilities are not just going to be in the arena. It looks like the new new uh, new champion's going to do that as well. So. We'll uh, we'll see that a bit closer to release. So you know, coming out next month, which is uh, you know not too far away. Actually, no, it's not next month. Uh, we're already in November. It's going to be this this weekend is when it should be kicking off. Oh, cool! Uh, and you, if you already have the game on Origin on PC, you will uh, your progress will be shared. So it'll probably just require a link to the EA accounts. It's good. It's good to see that cross sharing is becoming more of a thing. Thankfully. Thankfully, and um, there's also going to be obviously a new battle pass alongside the new Ascension season pass, and it's also going to introduce a new vehicle called the Trident, which is probably the first vehicle in in Apex Legends. I mean, besides the the train that you could kind of slow down and stop, mm. and we've also got a new community kind of uh, clan feature called Clubs, which are sort of like clans in Destiny and in Call of Duty help people kind of play together under the same banner with a with some sort of like clan tag or club tag which will be awesome but yeah definitely uh keep an eye out for the news about that and uh you know what i know that it wasn't as big a news but respawn entertainment did announce that the switch version of the game has been delayed Mm. to next year but hopefully it's not too far away because the game is a promise to have full crossplay and all the features of its other console versions so fingers crossed that that um you know stays true i think uh, i think that's going to do it for another episode max Fantastic. is there anything you want to shout out any shows any games you've played anything you've watched um anything you want people to read even oh i did want to give a shout out to the adding the uh into the Spider-Verse suit into Spider-Man Miles Morales. Miles oh, Morales, I so misspelled that. I mis- <laughs> mispronounced that. And um, not only does it look awesome, but they've actually managed to uh, replicate how it looks in the film. Like they've adjusted like the frame rate of how the suit animates or something. And it, it looks just like... That is so cool. <laughs> it's so bloody I awesome. I saw that. 
definitely check out the video it's in our latest digest so head over to doublejump.co check out our latest double jump digest where we've got all the news we talked about today in more detail plus some more stories that yes that miles morales video is definitely something i think everyone should check out but yeah dude thank you so much for joining me it was a lot of fun my pleasure good luck with your you know your your final exams and projects and stuff so hopefully you can relax for a bit before your, your honors project kicks off Look after yourself, look after your family, look out for one another. See ya. See ya.